We sure have a great show for you today, guys, and can't wait to get started. But first, here's your host, Romaine Orlando Robb. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Romaine Robb Show. My name is Romaine Robb. And today, I want to talk a bit about ancillary value. So basically, ancillary, supplemental, it's outside of your primary, um, outside of the primary value you've created. And I want to talk about ancillary value in, in the context of, emplo- in terms of being an employee. So I wrote this Medium article literally a couple minutes ago where I went into depth that about um, ancillary value and how I created ancillary value, how I utilize my ancillary value, I should say, at a previous employer. So basically, you have your primary job. Now, in the context of this, um, I was the data manager. So I was responsible for, you know, data entries, keeping track of various finances from state, local, and federal agencies, and so on. So my primary job was that of a data manager. Now, the ancillary value is so, but today I want to talk more about the ancillary value. And in terms of that is my ancillary value to the company was due to the fact that I had so many additional skills outside of my primary job that I was able to utilize to benefit the company. For example, I have a background in filmmaking, photography, um, video editing, um, marketing, marketing and branding consulting and I was able to utilize all those additional skills to benefit the company I was working for and the kicker was I was not paid a, uh, an extra I wasn't paid anything extra to provide these services again quite a few people are going to read that article and say well that's pretty stupid because you created so much value and you weren't compensated for it and in truth be told they would not be wrong but I did not, I was not um, performing, I was not utilizing my ancillary value for financial compensation. I was using my additional skills because I have those skills. <laughs> and that's, that's pretty much why I use it to benefit the company. That's pretty much it. It wasn't like, oh, I have these skills, but if you want me to use them, you have to pay me. No, I, I just, I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to increase the value of the company if I could, and I did. I definitely did because I look back on the company now and um, a lot of my work, my ancillary um, value, a lot of the work that was created from my ancillary value is still embedded in the company. Their website, I worked on that, you know, in terms of a web developer due to the fact that I had a background in web development um, in terms of graphic design, I revamped their logo. In terms of branding and marketing, I pretty much designed their new business cards. And what's even what's even so interesting is that um, they were overpaying for a lot of their marketing materials. <laughs> and I had to utilize, and again, this is like a multi-million dollar company. <laughs> but they were... They had these partnerships with companies that were, in my in my um, eyes, overcharging them. 
So what I did was I utilized connections that I made <laughs> working for my different ventures and I ended up saving them even more money by letting them use some of my partnerships. So I think that's how um, smart employers should look at potential employees. What do you bring to the company besides your primary role? It's just like, Oh, you're a software developer. Okay, great. Oh, I know Java. Oh, I know um, Spring. I know Spring Boot. I know React. I know Angular. Okay, but what else do you bring to the table? Because like I also said in the article, if you type any of those programming languages or frameworks or libraries on LinkedIn, you're going to find thousands of people who claim to know these languages and frameworks and, and um, libraries. And even if you subtract 80% of those people, you're still left with a ton of people. So you're competing with a lot of people that you, you're competing with a lot of people with the same skill set as you. And in your mind, you're seeing that skill set as your competitive advantage. It's like, well, man, I know Java. I mean, I know Hibernate. I know Maven. Yeah, I'm a full stack developer. I mean, that's all I need. You know, that's all I need and I'll be fine. But the reality is that's not all you need. If if your goal is to actually add more value to the company than just that as a developer now you're going to have employer you're going to have employees who don't really care about ancillary value but you have to look at it as wait if i you have to look at it in terms of the employee if you were the employer what what are um what qualities would you look for in an employee besides what what the primary role is going to be because the more value someone can bring to the table the more valuable not only they are but the more valuable the company they're working for can be or most likely will be because all right again going back to my experience due to the fact that i was able to bring that much value to the company outside of my primary role that drastically increased the value of the company and I'm not exaggerating. I've seen the invoices of who, um, how much I used to pay this designer, this um, website developer, this um, videographer. And these are not pennies. These are not like small sums of money. You know, these are like mo multiple thousands of dollars. So, and again, I didn't, I didn't charge a penny for my, um, for the ancillary value that I created but it benefit the company greatly. So what I'm trying to say is find your ancillary value. Don't just look at, don't just be like, oh, well, I'm a software developer. That's, <laughs> that's what I bring to the table. Again, you're competing with so many people. And if that's, if that's your only value, then you don't really have that much <laughs> value. And again, I'm not trying to be um, disrespectful or I'm not trying to like hate on someone who considers himself to like, be like a super expert developer. But if your only value is that of coding, then I don't quite understand your competitive advantage. I mean, again, go to LinkedIn, type in your tech stack and you'll see hundreds, if not thousands of pages of other so-called developers. Now, again, even if you eliminate 80 to 90% of that, uh, that number, you're still competing with a pretty sizable 
amount of people. So find your ancillary value, find what you bring in addition to your primary role. So again, I've been fortunate to have the entrepreneur mindset. So I've been creating companies since I was 14, 15. And I've, again, I've been so fortunate to learn so much from these various experiences. I, from wearing a multitude of hats, from experiencing success, experiencing failures. So when I look at a company, I look at it from the perspective as an employer and an employee, both sides of the table. I'm not just walking into an interview saying, hey, you want to hire a developer? I'm here. I'm looking at like, okay, so you want a developer, but I can also, I can also add value in these areas as well that would eventually benefit the entire company, not just, oh, he added another developer and he's doing great with the dev team. No, it's like, oh, I added a developer who also knows marketing, also knows branding, also knows finance. So yeah, I'll be able to contribute a lot more than, you know, a typical developer. So yeah, to close this out, find your ancillary value. Don't just stick to your core thing or what you think is your core thing, I guarantee you have other skills that you're not properly utilizing or exploring. And with that, I'll see you guys. I'll speak to you guys soon. This has been a Rob Radio Network production. Check out our website at rrn.robbent.com. Thank you for listening.